0: Broadcast is live, look out.
1: Good, yes, we're live, here we go. We can do it with technology. Good evening and welcome to Three Blokes No Clue. A very different edition today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a, as very you, face <laughs> a very different edition. We are distanced by a and a half, well more than a metre and a half. Um, here we are together on a program called StreamYard. We're not sponsored by, but we're using StreamYard to hopefully bring the same sort of content to you guys. So, Unfortunately, if you're here watching this, you get to have you have to look at our faces unless you just want to close the screen down and listen, that's fine. Um I did, but, my look, I did my best to look uh, nice and yeah, sharp. Yeah, he scrubbed that well, isn't he? Um as always I'm Clay. I'm uh, one of the three Blake No <laughs> Clue and I'm joined by, as you can see, Jez and Phil. How are you, lads? Get a voice. you see your name, DME? Yes. I, yeah, yeah, we should be able to let me just check on me on my phone here. I'll just uh, have a look at how – yeah, it looks good. Yeah, you can see it, see names and everything. We've got three you viewers currently, so thank you for tuning in. Anyway, we will jump straight into it. So, gentlemen, round 10 review. Jez, you've done brilliant work once again. With yeah, I've the done a very, review. very,
2: uh, very extensive review of round 10. Uh, I pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty much put, uh, put who, who beat who, and that's about it. So I'll, just, I'll reel them off just quickly. If we went through every single bloody game that's happened between now and the last pod, Go forever, and I don't think anybody wants that. Yeah, now, firstly, the Ports beat the Bulldogs, Richmond beat Brisbane, the Cats beat North Melbourne, the D's beat Adelaide, the Pies beat the Swans, the Saints beat the Suns, and the Giants beat the Bombers.
1: And Hawks, Frio, Blues, and Eagles had a bye. Yes, correct. Yes, were there any outstanding games there, gentlemen? Um,
2: oh well, the captain the North Melbourne was uh, just a wonderful event. No, um, uh, not really. Uh, uh, Collingwood and Sydney being close uh, really yeah. was more more in due to part than, to uh, Collingwood's wayward kicking than anything else because they dominated the game.
0: Yeah. Thank you, you know,
2: thanks for having boys. For them. <laughs>
0: yeah. quality analysis there. You, you don't get much better analysis than that.
1: We we, we are also been, this, this is new for us, so we're looking at ourselves yeah, was, as we talk yeah. about football, which is uh,
2: we're pretty Also, scary also the uh, the mistake umpire riddled uh, Essendon GWS game, which is oh, oh, yeah. very hot topic. Yeah, yeah I tell you what, they were the reason. They were the reason they lost. I tell you, what.
1: we've been we've been going for two minutes and forty seven seconds, and you had to stir up Braden immediately, didn't you? I'll tell you, boys,
0: I'll tell you, you, you've wound me up, Jez, and and I knew you were going to do this, and you've caught me quiet and sinker, mate. It wasn't the umpires. It was Essendon giving up a lead, okay? As Adam Cooney said earlier in the week, you do not want Essendon walking your dog because they cannot hold the lead, okay? The umpires didn't magically gift four goals to uh, Western Sydney. And, look, the, the Callum Ward free kick... Was it there? You know, it's line ball. I didn't like that he did his little uh, dive at the end, but that's not what Ooh. cost Essendon the game. Uh, uh, they're, you know, giving up four, a four-goal, five-goal lead is what cost Essendon that uh, game and four points, and they're in danger of missing the eight now because of it.
1: Who would have thought that giving up a lead would um, lead to said team not winning, funnily enough? Funnily enough, who would have thunk it?
2: Well, I, I, thought the, uh, I thought the officiating gave up the five-goal lead. I, I must be mistaken.
1: <laughs> you, you do realise that I can I can kick you out of this broadcast at any time. <laughs> all right, all
2: right. All right, all right. We'll move on Move on to the uh, – well, the round actually started on Saturday, uh, believe it or not, and it was between Port Richmond, which I think was the game of the year so far. Would you Would you agree, boys? I've got in yes. brackets there, Philip. I've got in brackets down in the rundown there, Clay. What does it say?
1: You've got in brackets down in the rundown there. Oh, I'm pretty sure Phil didn't watch this one from memory. He didn't watch the <laughs> game of the yeah. game of the year, did you, Phil? Game of the year, game of the year. He'd rather watch. He'd rather watch cars. A little bit of Lightning McQueen. You know, here we are. Of, uh, Tom Lynch show.
0: Right. No, I'm more of a Mater man myself, but yeah, no, I had you're the young fellow on the weekend and uh, did watch Cars with him, which was a bit of a, a scheduling clash. But look, let's, the-
1: let's, let's, let's let's be honest. When we're talking about Cars characters, you do kind of yep. look like a Mater. You're not, you're <laughs> not a I even uh, uh,
0: right reckon Mater's going to be covered, you. mate. <laughs> but yeah, no, I did watch the repeat later on at night when uh, Ollie was sound asleep and it was a bloody good game. Really good game. It's it again. Just amazes me how Dusty Martin can drop a bloke and get away with a fine. But uh, that's the uh, match review uh, well, committee. I
2: Jack, Jack Revolt as well got away with. Oh, Jack Revolt and also Tom Lynch uh,
0: a few weeks ago as well. So um, yeah, we'll just let that one go through to the keeper. But uh, uh, and, and that's obviously a pretty good uh, leeway in the sense that the t- Tigers were pretty undisciplined, and, and Hardwick's come out and even said. That they need to tidy that aspect of the game up after Josh uh, Caddy's hundred uh, meter penalty. And for anyone that was watching the uh, broadcast, could probably lip read what Dimmer was saying to uh, Josh Caddy. Um, we can't really yeah. repeat what he said. Um, do you think?
2: Do you think most of them, being dual premiership players, they they might be thinking they're a little bit rock starish at the moment, or not?
0: I hope not, because um, we. We didn't really see uh, other teams that have won three flags in a row, like the Hawks and the Lions earlier in the 21st century, carry on that much. They were unsociable because they played a hard round of footy, uh, but they didn't go just drop blokes and stick knees and elbows in when a player was least expecting it. So now I think Richmond really need to, uh, yeah, they've won two flags in three years, uh, but, yeah, they really need to have a good hard look at themselves with their undisciplined actions, yeah. Yeah.
2: It was a game that uh, Port Adelaide dominated pretty fr- pretty much from start to finish around the ground. It was only because of Richmond's efficiency going forward that the game was actually close. And also um, Port fritted away a few opportunities as well, particularly Charlie Dixon in front of goal.
0: Yeah,
2: 100%. Um, and I, I think what it's it shown that the disposals, 321 to 241,
0: the inside 50s were massive. Fifty five to twenty four. <laughs> it was a uh, a destroyation. Um me too, me too. I'll pose this question to you, lads. Is Charlie Dixon the best uh forward in the AFL at the moment? Uh in terms of form, I'd probably give him that. Well
1: Right? He's look. He's he's dominant when he's on, and he he quite often takes two or three defenders with him, which not a great deal of other forwards do. Um, I would say on form at the moment, he's the best big forward in the AFL. But I wouldn't suggest he's the best forward in the AFL because my boy Stink Lips Papley, I still think is going to uh, be one of the first small small forwards in a very long time to take home the Coleman.
2: Uh, but yeah, you know, if, if a if a if a bloke by the name of Hawkins keeps kicking five every week. Then...
1: Never heard of him. You know, ever heard of No. I, no never. Oh, come I on, heard. mate. We're doing the yeah. Port versus Richmond game. You've got plenty of time to get the Tommy <laughs> Hawkins. <laughs> all all right, in. all right. Speaking Just of all games, I could, That's all. Yeah, good. That's Speaking good. of doing that, we'll move on to Brisbane versus Western Bulldogs. And we had a look at this one. Um, the usual suspects like Neil and McCluggage, Zorko were all fantastic. And the little weasel lipped Eric Hipwood kicked five goals. Good boy. I will let you guys go through the rest of the round, but I just wanted to make a point here. Are we still buying into the doggies' hype or are we, are we stuck in the whole train of thought of the good doggies are good but the bad doggies are terrible? And have they turned – are they able to string together good games? Because it doesn't seem like it to me. I'm not convinced.
2: Uh, I think the doggies are a team that when the whips are cracking or they're playing a very good opponent, I think they'll be found worthy. That's right, opinion
0: Yeah, I <clears throat> we've discussed this in previous pods over the last month or so. The bridge or the gap, sorry, between uh, the doggies' best and worst is too far for my liking. Uh, for a team that, on paper, arguably has the best midfield in the competition, uh, that they're, they're not getting the best out of their players, in my opinion. Uh, it, it was great to see them break that, you know, fifty-plus year premiership drought in twenty sixteen. But since then, they haven't really fired a shot and we were probably expecting big things from them after that 2016 win. Um, And they've also acquired a few handy players since then as well and they haven't really, you know, taken them to another level or anything like that. Like, you know, Josh Bruce is a handy forward um, and he's not doing that great at the moment, I don't think. Um, yeah, no, no, they, you know,
2: they, just had one game,
0: so you, you can't really judge him. He needs a bit. No, of a correct. Uh, like we said earlier, they're like Jekyll and Hyde. They are just polar opposites. They're great. And they're bad as, you know, probably as bad as like Adelaide's and North Melbourne's like, that's how bad the doggies can be on occasion, which is super disappointing. Cause if they could bridge that gap, they could very well easily be a top four side, in my opinion. So, well, uh, we've we've, we've got a request up. from
1: sorry, sorry to buddy We've got a request from a, a fan favorite here. <laughs> I don't know if you boys can see that. Get to tin delicious. Oh,
2: no, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, very
1: good. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm really I, loving this. We, yeah. we can do some amazing things here. This is great. We can. Someone's, uh, uh,
0: someone's looking forward to tin delicious, Philip. Uh, they, they are looking forward to tin delicious, yes, uh, but they'll, ju- they'll just need a they'll just need to wait a little bit. I do apologise. Uh, we, we will keep them waiting
1: or wanting. Oh,
2: yeah, we,
0: we, gotta, we better talk about footy on a footy cast. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, to yeah, yeah.
1: We better
0: talk about footy instead yeah. of my love life or lack thereof, yeah. Uh, let's, let's
1: push on to West Coast versus Carlton. So, Phil, have you got the run down there in front of you, mate? Have you done your I little pre-work on the front?
0: Oh, I do, I have indeed, my friend. What I liked was uh, Carlton were actually competitive. Uh, now, two things could have happened in that game. We could have seen the Carlton vol that when – Things weren't going quite their right, uh, quite their way. Thanks, Mum. Uh, quite <laughs> their way, they um they they could have gone back to the old Carlton and just given up, and, and West Coast could have absolutely belted them. But to Carlton's credit, uh, they they gave it a real red hot crack. Uh, they even led by three goals at one stage, I think it was, which is mm-hmm. a bloody yeah, great Um And it's not the first time we've seen Carlton. Uh, you know, last year as well, I believe they gave West Coast. Uh, a pretty good run for their money over at Optus Optus Stadium sorry, as well. So uh, it was disappointing for Carlton fans to probably see their team give it a red-hot go and not get the chocolates at the end. Unfortunately, again, we had that um, uh, section of uh, fans that uh, blamed the umpires for Carlton's uh, uh, downfall, which obviously was not the case. Zach Fisher with four goals was super handy and... um, Maybe a uh, grand final outside of uh, Optus Stadium could be West Coast Achilles' heel because, as we said a couple of weeks on the pod, a couple of weeks ago on the pod, guys, when they were going back into the WA hub or whatever you want to call it for the next six weeks, you could basically ride them in for six wins, and um, they haven't actually been that great
1: you know, Coast, been that over great. there.
0: They haven't been dominant, which is probably a good thing for the competition. But, yeah, I really think they're going to struggle. Should there be a grand final in Queensland this year, we all know what their record was like in Queensland. I don't think they would uh, do too well. Well, I think the AFL
2: probably want a grand final in Queensland and what the AFL wants, they they generally get. So um, the odds of it being an Optus Stadium are pretty slim, I think.
0: 100%, mate. Couldn't agree with you more, my friend. And can I I just say... Sorry. Sorry, mate. Dom Sheed with twenty six touches and two goals. He was, uh, uh, dare I say, centimeter perfect. He was, um, yeah, he uh, he he made Phil f- feel things that a heterosexual male shouldn't feel towards another man. He he was he was a mess, which was uh, super pleasing. I thought, we
1: were, I thought we were saving Tim delicious for later on, mate. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, he's uh, he's got a knack of kicking crucial goals at crucial times. Dom Sheed,
0: has not he? He does. And uh, Colin fans will uh, uh, agree with that.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Now, we had one one of our friends, big Ricky Ramjet, get up and about, Dom Sheed, and he had a few choice things to say throughout the week around Dom Sheed, you know, not just being a bit player, but I don't know. Was he a bit, he
2: uh, was a bit shirty all week about most things, Rick Ramjet. Yeah, I
1: think, I think, you know, think it's just that time for him.
2: He was a bit off, he was a bit off the cuff. He, was, he
1: yeah. wasn't the happiest of it's a little bit off the cuff, but uh, yeah. So Carlton actually led the inside fifties, forty-four to thirty-five here, and as Phil alluded to earlier, they led by nineteen at one stage. Uh, it's not like Carlton this year to give up a lead, now is it, boys?
2: No, I haven't seen that for in twenty twenty, have we?
1: No,
0: unfortunately not for Blues fans out there. Uh, it is well, I better join the crew there, so everyone else had a drink
1: there. Um, now, you said Phil, footy's all above the showers and I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you've if you've got a three goal lead in front of you and you're playing yes. a team a team at their home ground and you kick three goals you kick three goals free or three goals in front of them, you're gonna get around yeah. the rest of the team and just go, look, let's keep this rolling, let's keep this rolling. My question is, did Carlton capitulate or did Simo and his mob actually work him out?
2: No, I think it was more just West Coast just hitting their stride. I think I think mean, had has had West Coast actually been there their stride the whole match, I don't think Carlton were a match for him. Um and also if they all they work the forward line out. If you're kicking into a forward line with Kennedy, Darling and Ryan in it, whether as if you're Carlton you vomited into Levi Casbolt, that says it all right there, doesn't it?
1: I think it does. And that's 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 a yeah. thing for Carlton, unfortunately. And we've we've been through this. Levi Casbolt, as much as he is a good player, he doesn't really have a foil at the moment in Charlie Kurnow or someone else to help him with that goal kicking. So he's no, taking on no, all right. of it. And Mackay, so that. Harry
0: Mackay, that plays for it's Harry Mackay that plays for Carlton or Ben Mackay. Yeah, that, one, yeah Harry Mackay from Carlton. You know, uh, our boy, one of our uh, loyal listeners, in Aaron Wood uh, has big raps on Mackay and um, was singing his praises last year and. You know, he, he hasn't really fired a shot this year. I think he has been injured as well, which doesn't help his cause. Um, but, yeah, he, he, th- they'd be really hoping they can get him on the park so he can um, form a good one-two combination with uh, Casbolt.
1: Yeah, and certainly, yeah, they certainly don't we, have the Kennedy's Darlings and Ryan's as West Coast do, no. unfortunately. Correct. Have we, have we talked, have, we've talked enough
2: about West Coast and Carlton. And uh, I think we have. The, next, the next game I think Philip wants to chat about.
0: Yes. Always. Oh.
2: Yeah. Come on, Dad, be honest. Now, look, you did end up beating witches Hats in the, in the last quarter, but still, there were yeah. some encouraging signs for the Deeds.
0: There was, mate. I found out a very interesting stat that in uh, the 10 games that we've played thus far, uh, Melbourne's won eight of the last 10 quarters. So to me, that suggests that we're able to run out games, which is pleasing. Obviously we need to improve our execution by hand and foot by tenfold, um, because that still lacks at times. But I'll let you guys discuss this one. But I just wanted to take the floor and say Christian Petrarca. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. if you <clears throat> if you want to you got watch movement in the wind there, mate. <clears throat> Oh, there was plenty of movement. I was I had a hard on even Superman couldn't bend. This kid has just he just keeps
1: getting better and better. and <clears throat> We've heard enough, Phil. You're on mute, mate. I've had enough. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, enough about Petraka, please. No, yeah, go no,
0: go on. On. I just piece. wanted to say, uh, a minute 24 to go in the third quarter, I believe it was, check the highlight reels if you haven't already, ladies and gents, because it just goes to show you how dominant this kid is when you basically intercept the ball, work your ass off, second, third, fourth efforts, and then kick a goal from outside 50, He's an absolute machine at the moment and would be top three in the Brownlow betting or Brownlow markets at the moment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah,
2: That That model they were playing. if, if you go back and look at that last quarter and you're North Melbourne, you're embarrassed by that. They you are, called. yeah, 100%. They, absolutely put up the white, they put up the white
1: flag. Melbourne like, like you said, mate, that which North Melbourne, isn't it? Putting up the white flag and just rolling over? It's not like they've done no, that no, for no, the, last, rolling over in the
2: year. last quarter. That was embarrassing.
1: Now, um, you've got your levers looking more and more like Adelaide lever. Talk us through that comment.
2: Well, he's uh, just starting to become a bit more sure of himself and taking some more grabs and... Um, starting to look like the Jake Lever that was playing with Adelaide when they were at their are at their heights. Because uh, so far mm-hmm. in his Melbourne tenure, uh, I, he hasn't quite got to those lofty levels yet.
0: Would I be wrong, Philip? No, I, th- I think you're 100% right, mate. It's really pleasing to see um, Lever get back to some of the form that had him as one of, you know, the, the best intercept defenders a couple of years ago at Adelaide. Everyone was harping on about how great he was and and through injuries at the start of his tenure at Melbourne, um, it didn't really uh, help him out too much. But it's good to see him in some really good form at the moment and hopefully um, for, um, you know, the club and for Lever as well, his form line continues on the up.
1: Yeah, Phil, there's a little comment coming through from our good friend Osh here. He says that... uh, Yeah, Osh. But um, Petrarca can't kick, and if you're telling us that he's in the top three in the Brownlow market, you're joking by the looks of things.
0: Um, okay, fun fact. Uh, Pritis didn't really kick, won a Brownlow. Tom Mitchell can't really kick, won a Brownlow. Shane Woden couldn't bloody do anything, won a Brownlow. So um, all... Well, in my opinion, that the Brownlow medal isn't as prestigious as it once was because now basically if you get the attention of the umpires and rack up a shit ton of possessions, more often than not you're going to get the three votes. Um, Are you suggesting that
1: someone who plays the game of football doesn't need to know how to kick said ball with their foot?
0: Well, how uh, how many times did Tom Mitchell kick it effectively when he was getting 50 touches a game? That's that's no. very
1: very good point, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Matt's uh, He was he was, but he's not anymore. If you see some photos uh, with uh, Christian Petraka um, without his shirt on, he is definitely not fat. That bloke is shredded like a Julianne salad at the moment, and Super uh... fit.
1: Mr. Tyler, if you want any of said photos, Phil could provide them to you from his camera <laughs> roll. I'm sure he's got them saved. Anyway, we'll move, we'll move have, along. We, have we talk, talked enough? Talked enough. Yeah, we have, we have. We, we have. Gonna, we're gonna just jump ahead to a, another listener question here. we're going to do this throughout the pod because otherwise I'll forget. It's hard to talk and drive listening at the same time. But uh, not him. Go away, you. Hang on. <laughs> First run is. <here. laughs> Will the Crows win any games this year from Lars? Now, my answer to you, like Lars to is the last team that went through undef- uh, sorry without a win was Footscray. I think it was 1964 from memory. Um, I think I mean, we're in the box Taking into
2: account 17, 17 games this year as well.
1: That's right. I think we're in the box seat to see a team go through winless for a season again. That's my take on it, boys. What about you? I, th-
2: I think I, I can't really see them winning... A game. Um, normally, teams like this they go through and maybe uh, catch a team on the hop, upset them a bit. But I just don't see it happening with
0: this draw side. Yeah, Oops. no, i uh, I I think they're in a world of trouble, unfortunately. Uh, I can't. I can't remember who they got left now. I was looking at it today, and I thought, cheese that that they are not. A certainty for any of those, like, I like there wasn't even one where I'd go, Oh, they might be able to you know snatch a winner, it's going to be a close game. Uh, I just yeah, wish there, that was I one.
2: Could, um, there was one, it was uh, yeah, there was one, it was versus North Melbourne, and North Melbourne put 19 goals on them. So, uh, read into that what you would,
1: yeah. Thank you for the you correction got... there. Definition, Osh, it was Fitzroy, mm-hmm. not Footscray. Apologies to Footscray, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I was a bit concerned yeah. when you said that, anyway, yes.
1: Through 1964,
0: yeah, again, mate. Mate. great year 1964 for the D's. Oh, mm, what happened in That's our
1: 1964? last flag in 64. We need
2: to get Osh on the Osh on the pod. I think uh, he's a very oh, very astute man, think, or at least he's telling now, I
1: think I, we have a few fans, and we have a few uh, people that support us quite well. But I think this is a perfect medium to get people on the pod because I can censor precisely what comes up on the screen. And some of the things <laughs> that some of our fans say, it's probably a good thing that I can censor it. Now, here's here's a really good point from one of our. What <laughs> speaking of people, we we want to censor quite heavily. Here's a really good point from one of them. If they don't win tonight, they won't win one because Paul Mateo tipped the Crows, so they're assured. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mateo, Collingwood, oh, you the, are
2: incredible.
0: the the kiss of death in Paul Mateo. would um, love to see how many footy chips he's got right this year. I'll make Paul I Mateo. I wouldn't but, have thought there's too many.
1: Wouldn't have thought there's too no. many. But anyway. Jeremy's been chomping at the bit to get this one. Look at the shit-eating grin on his face. He's absolutely keen to get to this next game. <laughs> yeah. so better...
2: there's, only, there's only a couple of games left in the round. We have to get through That's a lot. lot, I suppose. We better, we
1: better indulge him now. He's just been hanging on. So, Jeremy, you can take us through this one, being an astute, yeah. long man.
2: Yeah, normally normally in the rundown, I only put about four or five points of uh, reference <laughs> down uh, for, us to, for us to go. Up. How many have I got there, Clay? You've got a whole uh, page, mate. It's like a dossier.
1: That there is just Jeremy's notes, just on Geelong. Hey,
2: hey, look, I, hey, look, I watched the game in detail. That's, that's why I know so many points about it. So, so you um, weren't off I watching just, cars or anything, mate? No, no, I wasn't off watching cars, and I, I did hang around to watch uh, Hawthorne of Rio as well. Stayed up late to watch that marvellous game. You watch, so, you uh, watch,
1: a, is, you watch your seniors after the curtain raiser is what you're trying to tell us? Yeah,
2: yeah of course, yeah. What, and what a curtain raiser. Um, all right, now, this was touted as, like, the top-of-the-table clash. Uh, well, a top-of-the-table clash. Like, Geelong was sitting in sixth or something, but, you know, two contenders, I suppose you could say, or faux contenders, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but Geelong Geelong just uh, defended the ground really well, and Geelong, and, and Kilda couldn't really get – they got entries, but they couldn't really get any um, any good supply down to their forwards, and uh, uh, the, Geelong's experience back line uh, was all over them.
1: that's right very good very good now phil i just (laughs) want to say you do realize we know when your phone goes off because it vibrates and we can see when you're working the phones so to speak because you're not looking at the camera No, No, no 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 just
0: uh working not the phones but um Working well, a few things, just we're keeping really a, just okay. keeping, uh, just keeping afloat of all the footy news and we're actually, uh, actually live for a change and not um, a little bit, um, you know, a little bit delayed in anything. Uh, Hurley's no, been dropped be for the Gold Coast game. Yeah. Say again? No, no. So there, there's some uh, news just in. Uh, Michael Hurley uh, has been dropped. They're resting him against Gold Coast.
1: And he's been managed, sorry,
0: yeah, managed. And, oh, uh, Sam, and uh, Sam Draper has also been managed and Jacob Townsend's out with a concussion. So I don't know who's going to kick the goals for uh, Essendon tomorrow night. Saying Joe Danaher's still got a dodgy groin and now Townsend and uh, Draper are out. So that uh, might be a little bit interesting to... Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're down to the...
2: They're down to the bare bones. I'll have to draft in Peter Carey and Darren Goldspeak to... uh, They'll they'll need to bring back
0: uh, Courtney Johns and um, uh, Jason
2: Maycock. Back to the back to the
1: geologic oh, Sorry, <laughs> Phil. There's, a, there's okay. a theory as to why you keep uh, looking away from the screen, mate. And there it is. No, 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 no,
0: no. I'm checking, checking the well, it's only no. just because I've seen Osh on there and I thought I'd chat him up on that. So that's all good.
1: You're only human, mate. You're only human. <laughs>
0: that's it. You got a scoop. I like it. Yeah, um, listeners, if
1: it does seem, listeners and viewers, if it does seem we're flying through this one a bit quick, that's because we want to open up the Uh, the broadcast to some questions later on unadulterated and you can hit us with it without any chance to think about it. So we're flying through, but we'll, uh, we'll try to get to you. So there's one, one game we still haven't given Jeremy is due to run through. So go on, mate, take us through this St Kilda Geelong game.
2: All right, just quickly, uh, Tom Hawkins kicked five, more than Hawthorne and and, uh, (laughs) Gary Rowan, Gary Rowan kicked four as well. So uh, both those Uh, guys.
1: Gary Rowan kicked four goals, goals, three. three.
2: Four goals, three. Yeah, he he could have had, he could have had half a dozen, I tell you. Mm. Put uh, down that, the, himself. the red hot the red hot Dan Butler was held to zero zero and four touches by Mark O'Connor, which who's a very underrated defender. Um but, and the the Saints actually won the inside fifties for this game, believe it or not. But um they were just bombing it into bombing bombing it into our defenders and were uh, the likes of Henderson and Harry Taylor and Tom Stewart were able to intercept and mark it and get it going. When Geelong got when Geelong got it going their way, when they got inside their fifty, they scored a lot. So their efficiency was very good. Also, um, uh, uh, Sam Menegola who uh, you wouldn't know him to walk down the street, uh, he had uh, 26 touches and two goals, and he was fantastic. Um, and th- I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the boots into St Kilda. Um, they'll be okay, I think. This is just one of those, one of them nights for them. And um, that, that's mm-hmm. enough about me talking about you lot. Have you boys got any thoughts on the game?
1: Uh, The only one thing I wanted to bring up from the game was we spoke about and Geelong went in with the oldest list uh, with that game and Hawthorne went in with the second oldest list for the round in that game. We spoke a little bit about players that are probably a little bit past it and one for me that sticks out is Harry Taylor. So brilliant servant of the game, absolutely fantastic defender in his prime, but Harry returned six touches and three marks for the entire game. Did he negate the St Kilda forwards in a different way? Yeah, maybe he did. But for me, I think we'll see Harry hang up the boots at the end of this year and he'll hang up the boots after a really good career.
2: Yeah, it's not the it's not the Harry Taylor we're used to seeing dashing off half back go, going off his player, but um, and you can't keep that up forever. No, but it, 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 it's not his job to get thirty touches either. So yeah, I'm, no. I, I'm sure I'm sure he played his role just fine according to the coach. Yeah,
0: there well, would like be a bloke at St Kilda. Him. There would be a bloke named at St Kilda that Brett Ratton would like to be having thirty touches a game, and that's Brad Hill. Uh, he only had seven touches last night. He's only averaging 15 for the season. And even Rats, uh conceded last night that they need to get the ball into Brad Hill's hands more because when the ball is in his hands, things happen for them. So um, it'll be interesting to see how St will he, try remedy that issue. When it isn't
2: in his hands, he had a couple of ordinary efforts last night.
0: He did. Um, he did, he did yes. Ball,
2: got out marked easily by Zach Tui, which uh, resulted in a goal. Uh, but but yeah, you're right. They they have to use his strengths, and his strengths is get it, get him the ball and let him run. Um, that's so that's true. that's almost the kind of players to get him.
1: Now speaking of Zach Tui, I wanted to draw your attention to this, and I've only just thought of it now that you brought him up. You know Zach Tui, and you wouldn't you wouldn't think it unless you actually saw it and analyze it. Zach Tui is leading the league in total turnovers. Now I thought he was a pretty good user of the ball, but whether or not he's just not performing under pressure as well as what he used to. But interestingly enough, I think he's leading the league in total turnovers by about 10 in front of anyone else from memory. Yeah, cool.
2: Um, I mean, Interesting. Really noticed. It's not something I've noticed watching the game that he's turned it over that much. Um, yeah,
1: and that's my point. Like, you wouldn't notice it because he does do things with the ball that you would expect him to do. And I was quite surprised to see it when I had a look through the footy wire stats of uh, player rankings and leaders. But yeah, he's far above. Can't argue with the stats. Uh, Zach,
2: lift your game, pal. <laughs> right. You're on notice. Yeah, I know. Uh, can we now, can we talk about now, next game too?
1: We can, we can. But the last point that you've got here on the rundown, I think it's really it's a, it's a really good point to try and raise, and again, throw it out to the to the viewers out there as well. Pop your thoughts in, and we'll throw them up on the screen. It was just a hiccup for St Kilda. We're still backing them in, aren't we?
2: Yeah, I think they'll end up being thereabouts in the eight yeah.
1: top six. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I think so. I don't, I don't think there's that many teams
0: better than them. Agreed, yeah. No, I still have them finishing top four. I just reckon that, you know, you've um, got to realise there's been shortened breaks. This season, throwing up a whole heap of different curveballs for all 18 clubs that they've never experienced in the history of the game. Um, it was a bad loss. Uh, I reckon they'll bounce back and uh, have a good win next week or next, next Wednesday or tomorrow, whenever they play next
1: uh, very good. All right, let's move on to the next game, the, the one that I watched with Disdain last night. Um, and I you, know you, Phil did watch,
2: you did watch the whole thing, Kyle?
1: I did watch the whole thing. Thank you, you by the, the way, movie. Jeremy Daniel Fisher. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Good job. Uh, no, I watched it. I, uh, I uh, unfortunately watched the whole thing. It was a very frustrating game for a Hawthorne fan, let me tell you.
2: Yeah, they couldn't do much. Uh, what, it, what it seemed to me was uh, I think Freya was set up a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looked like they were set up a little bit better and their kids their kids or their young players did a lot better than what ours did and that's just a pure fact. Um, one of the things for me, though, was, and we've seen it before in the game, and I'm jumping ahead in the points here a little bit, but we've seen it before in the season, I should say, James Sicily going forward to try and save the day. Well, someone made a comment on Facebook earlier today which was Hawthorne don't try to win, they just try not to lose and I don't think that could be more correct in my estimation. They just don't try to win, and I don't see it. I don't see that run and carry off half back. I don't see that spread through the, through the midfield. I don't see that delivery into the 50. They're just too scared in my estimation to actually go forward and score, and it's really frustrating to see because you've still got players of a good calibre that can get on the end of a ball. You've still got your Bruce and your Gunstons and your wing guards and those sorts of guys that if you give them the ball, they can usually do something with it, but they're just not getting it, and that, that frustrates me.
2: Are they too scared to make mistakes because they might get a rocket by uh, Al Clark's in a quarter time or something? Uh,
1: who who would know? Who would know? It's it's it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, an enigma for me. Pretty,
2: he's a pretty fiery character.
1: Yes, yes he is. Phil, your take your your take on it? Uh,
0: oh, you guys have sort of covered Hawthorne. I just want to say how good Fremantle were. It wasn't the best game to watch. It was low scoring. It wasn't it wasn't a great game to watch. It was a little bit ugly. But, again, the youngsters for Fremantle are stepping up. Your Sarongs, your Brayshaws, your Cheras. You know, five's an out-and-out out superstar. You always know that he's going to deliver. But Chera my boy Cherr. Um, uh, Tabernill was really good, snaked a couple of goals. Uh, Caleb Sarong, uh, you can see why he went very early in last year's draft. And uh, Andrew Brayshaw with 33 disposals, probably the best game he's played for Fremantle since he started his career. They were... Like you said earlier, just they just set up better and Hawthorne just kept playing into the hands. As the point you mentioned earlier before, Clay, Hawthorne were trying to not lose instead of try to win. They never really took the game on and uh, it would be nice if they had a Sicily up forward and up back. Um, it still amazes me how James Sicily is not the captain of the Hawthorne Football Club because, in my opinion, he is fast becoming the heart and soul of that football club. This season, he is the only bloke on that list that could say he's given it a hundred percent each and every game, in my opinion. Um, I think, I think you'll find he will be. I think you'll find Sicily will be captain if he just reigns
2: his, reigns in his maturity a little bit.
1: I think he's. I think he's done that, and that's probably why that. he wasn't named captain earlier because he had that little bit of a fiery streak, which is good to see. But it's sometimes good to see. he just applied it in the wrong way. I think. The
0: have been worded on that.
1: So you got so one chucking okay. go, yeah, the drum in the front
0: of your Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably out on that roundabout there, that stretch of road that's 80 kilometers. People like to do 180 on it. So uh,
1: that's yeah, good fun. All the Westies oh, out yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Shout out to some of Ballarat's finest out there in their VSs. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, that's right.
2: Yeah. PK Cornwall. Yeah. VK Kondor. Kondor. Yep. I think uh, in the press that Clarko can see that he's going to try and play a few more kids in the team. Um, too little too late. Or-
1: yeah, it's probably too little, too late. I don't think he's playing kids to try and salvage the season. I think he's trying to give them some exposure to football. Now, I had a look at this. There are some good kids on the list, like your Dylan Moores and your your uh, Finn McGuinnesses, your Jackson Rosses, those sorts of characters. Now, Jack Scrimshaw. Uh, well, Scrimmer's already getting the game, so you can't really yeah. say that we're going to play him. But I think the point that I'm trying to get at is... Let's, let's be reasonable. You're not going to hit with every kid that you draft in and put time into. So the only way you're really going to know if that kid's a hit or a miss is to give him a few games. And yeah, you've got to do that at the expense of somebody, whether it's through injury, unfortunately, to that person or through just playing around with the, with the, the dynamics of the team. And I think it, it was pretty obvious to me that he's going to actually try and throw a few players in different spots and, and give a few players some, some games, which is good to see.
2: Yeah, so we should. Um, you, you, I think he he was very he was very loyal to the ones that sort of won flags for him, like your uh, your and um, and Sean Burgoynes and the like. So, and and why wouldn't you be? Because they won you three, four flags pretty much. But uh, and I think it's it's time now. It's time to time to see what see what see what your list has got for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now, boys, something we did omit on the rundown, which I didn't uh, pick up, Jez, and, and obviously neither we did either. We haven't actually gone through uh, – we don't have a segment here for us with our tips. So throughout the next couple of minutes, just try and have a look at who's playing and we'll get our tips out. Got it, I, believe, I believe I'm last for the picks this week. Who's going first? No,
2: I'm going first, I think. Yeah,
0: Jez, I Phil
1: and then me. There you go. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Try and um, write those down as we go on. So that's the round review. Jez, another thing we didn't do, and we haven't really prepared for this very well, but we haven't done a round preview either, which is going through with our tips. So we'll get through that. But we'll it out to uh, – we'll, we'll jump forward to put a line through. Now, we spoke about this um, earlier today, and for the viewers out there, this is a general consensus by all three of us under agreement. Now, did we come to an agreement with this one? I know Phil agreed with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we did. We did. We came to a consensus, yep. So Phil, who put a line through and why, mate?
0: Uh, we've put a line through the doggies. Um, obviously, from what we discussed, uh, they're best and they're worst. The gap between that's too great, um, and we just can't see them challenging for the uh, the twenty twenty premiership. So Bevo and the dogs, sorry, you are got the the red texter through you. Yeah, now put a
1: we... line through. Are we going to get to a point where we admit that we're wrong, or we're going to un- uncross someone off the list at any point? Do you think? I reckon we've been right on the money so far. We,
0: we will happily admit if we are wrong, and um, that I think with the teams that we've put a line through at the moment, they are they're, they're safe bets at the moment. Let's just say that. But anything's possible in this season, so we'll see what happens. Blow, blow, blow the
2: siren, uh, Adelaide's <laughs> One point to Collingwood and yet to score. So please. <laughs> It might stay that way, too. Steel. Oh,
0: no. My check. No, no good. No worries. Just uh, got a multi on that game. so.
2: <laughs> so um, are, yeah. we, are, we, are we counting that game in our tips, or are we just doing round
0: 12?
1: No, we're just not doing, doing round 12, because we've already discussed it's this really
0: one. Good.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've already done this round, yeah. Now, speaking of 12. your multi-film, uh, another one yes. for you, mate. Bit of the week. Yes. Well, Standard bit of the, of the week? week. Gamble responsibility, of course.
0: Um, if you are experiencing some issues with gambling, please get in touch with Gamblers uh, Anonymous, Gamblers Helpline. Uh, always bet responsibility, uh, responsibly. Sorry, and don't bet money that you can't afford to lose, um, because we are starting to see a few things in the media lately where people are, yeah, probably using money they shouldn't to gamble, and then when things don't go to plan, they're then sending some pretty vile messages to. Players, which is not cool, no deal, don't do it. Uh, my, my, uh, my best bet of the week, boys, uh, it's tonight's game, Adelaide v Collingwood. Uh, I've done a six-league multi on sports bet. Uh, we have uh, Collingwood to uh, win head-to-head, uh, Collingwood to win by 25-plus, uh, Matt Crouch to get 20 or more touches, side-bottom to get 20 more touches, And Brody Majacek and Jaden Stephenson to kick a goal at any point of the game, that was at uh, a boosted odds at $4.90. So we put $25 on that one. So we could have a potential collective $122.50. So
1: we'll see how it goes. Very good. Very sharp. I like your work. I like how you... uh put the thoughts into it. Uh, so, look, we're going to move ahead and just sort of play around a little bit with this uh, this broadcast and see where or not we can push some segments forward. Now, the viewers have dropped off a little bit, which is understandable because, A, we're ugly, B, we're boring, and C, the football's on. But this will always go. This will sit around on our page, so you can come back through and look at it. But um, we'll fire into this one, if we may. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Yes. Uh,
2: any any ladies still watching?
1: So oh, uh, we've got the, a the, few viewers out of that, which is good. Uh, yeah, very good.
2: Ah, uh, oh, there we go. Um, uh,
1: now Philip. Yes, Philip. yes, mate.
2: Phil. Yeah. So uh, obviously you can't. You can do naught but work the phones at this point in time. Correct. Yeah. No,
0: just work um, the
2: phones at the moment, mate. Any, any any glasses you've been swiping that you've found attractive? You found. Uh,
0: that, you, that oh. you found
2: to be you found to be a good sort.
0: Yeah, there's a few good sorts out there where they think the same about me. It's up for debate, but uh, yeah, no, it's just been working the phones at the moment. Um, you know, the, the next six weeks we can't really uh, do too much, so it's just going to be working the phones for the next six weeks and uh, just um, putting a few lines of inquiry okay. out there. That when yeah,
1: and you know, are this,
2: you in? Are you in? Uh, are you in communique with. Uh, with
0: any of these lessons so. yes yes no we're, we're we're in well i am sorry uh in communique with um <laughs> uh i just saw one of the comments that popped through there yes um uh <laughs> me um oh dear all I right saying? yeah okay <laughs> uh no yeah in communique with a couple um but these six week lockdown you know that may be extended so uh We'll just see. Um, we'll just see what happens, mate. We'll People doing go. the right the thing, and taking
1: responsibility for their actions, and wearing their masks and social distancing. We'll be in this predicament for a long time to come. So, for fuck's sake, if you're one of those wankers, go head headbutt a wall, put a mask on, and start doing the right thing.
2: And now back to the <laughs> now, now, Philip. Now, <laughs> Philip. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you in communicate with uh, multiple women
0: well, yeah, I'm in communicate with m- multiple females because at the moment,
1: do you um, do you even know who this is, Jeremy? Asking a question like that?
0: I'm just getting Now, this is for the listeners, not me. I know, I know, I know Phil. <sighs> yeah, no, no, just. You know, just throwing a few lines of communication out there and seeing if there's any nibble. So I'm just like a bit of a fisherman on the pier at the moment. You know, I've got a few lines in. hoping just dangle that, on your that, worm, that,
1: mate, hoping someone will bite.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. In,
1: in, in, true, uh,
2: in true Phil Kimber fashion, and I hope this isn't a pun, but you've got your finger on the pulse. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I don't really know what you mean by that, mate. But, <laughs> um, but, but, but you yeah, know, um, it's all going well at the moment, so we'll... Uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh we'll see what happens. Obviously, yeah, content will any, be a bit uh,
2: Any of these females are they are they keen for a catch up when this all blows over, or are they just there for just a bit of it, bit of a uh, bit of banter,
1: a, a post COVID battle, yeah. perhaps? Mm. No,
0: yes, no. There is a few that have said <laughs> no, that. They, yes, no, yes. there that There's been a few that have uh, suggested that maybe we should uh, catch up when uh, COVID is. Done or the restrictions are lifted, things like that. Um, yeah, definitely no bait, Oshie. Um and <laughs> totally. But and interestingly as well, there's actually been a few that um, have suggested that um, you know that we should catch up now during this restrictions and stuff like that and that is not
2: oh, right
0: so uh, a yeah. few people want to run the gauntlet do they Philip? they do and uh you know that's lunacy in my opinion you know all we need to do is just behave for six weeks and then we can get back to being the deviants that we all are so well
1: hang on um, let's, let's, let's be fair the deviant that you are because jeremy and i <laughs> happily married let's just yeah, put yeah, that yeah, out yeah. happily married
2: i'm looking at my wife doing the dishes through the window as we speak <laughs> That's no, that's that's
1: actually. You should be doing that. I'm, oh, I'm, uh, I'm not generalising. I have it. a very important question, Jeremy. Is she doing them properly, unless you she need you to criticise or comment through the window? Well, well.
2: A, I and a, I can't, and b, I can't really get an accurate description from behind
1: glass. And so you're lucky you are your behind glass you Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, good, good. All right, so we're going to move on to some question and answer time here. Now, we haven't had a great deal come through, so this might be a little bit choppy. Sorry, listeners and viewers, if it is, but... um. Keep firing through those questions and comments. We will get to them. Uh, the first one has come up from D Fish. Now, I don't know. Yeah, we'll show the whole thing. So, with the financial ramifications of the 2020 season and the obvious impact this will have on state league systems, should or could game day lineups be extended to 30-man squads to enable resting players and blooding kids sooner from 2021 and beyond? Jeremy, I think it's probably best if we each take one of these. So, do you want to fire into this one, mate?
2: Yeah, um, i I'm not much of a I'm not I'm not much of an advocate for that much change. i tend to I tend to prefer to keep it the way it is, as long as everybody else is on the level playing field with the same amount of numbers. Uh I don't think it matters if it's thirty or it's twenty two. Um if if everyone's on the same playing field, they're all uh they're all they're all they're all sticking out the same amount of players, they're all getting as they're all getting as tired and as hurt and as injured as everybody else. Um I don't see why we can't stick, stick to that. I think uh, it opens up a bit of a can of Williams to just chuck another eight players in, in my opinion.
1: Uh, good. <laughs> Phil, question for you, mate. This one's come up.
0: <laughs> yes, wearing pants. Yep. Yes, yes. Uh, and- I
1: happily, happily report
2: that the pants are indeed on.
1: Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, we've had a few people jump on, so just a couple of shout outs. G'day, Karen Sanderson, Alice Bell Chambers, Dave Croft, and our man Ricky Ramjet himself has jumped on, as well as the he's been
2: a bit grumpy, back
1: uh, back he has, he has, but as yeah. well as the people that have been featured in uh D Fish and the Osh, uh, Matt Tyler, uh, Lars, a few others. Sorry if we've missed you. Pop some comments through and we'll uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Um Still waiting on some more questions to come through because clearly we're boring. But uh, any any insights in particular, lads, that you wanted to share?
2: Any, any, any advice for young Philip as he's uh, treading his way through the uh, the treacherous terrain that is the a lockdown working the phones? Oh, yes, please.
1: Throw through the advice. And my apologies, folks. I uh, had the Delicious banner up over the Q&A, but we'll correct that. Um, perhaps while we're waiting on some questions to come through, we can go into our tips for the coming round, gentlemen. Sounds like
2: a plan, Stan. All right. So we got uh, well. I think Thursday night, um, Sydney and GWS are playing, and GWS is my sure thing because uh, I don't I don't rate Sydney at all. And I think GWS will win that comfortably. That's my sure thing. Um, the Cats play Port Adelaide at Metricon Stadium. I'm just going to have to tip the Cats. No upset or anything. I'm just going to go with them. Uh, probably Hartmore than Head, but they're playing well enough to compete at the moment. Um, North and North and Brisbane. I oh, think Brisbane at Metricon Stadium. Brisbane will win that comfortably. North of, like we've said, put up the white flag. Um, Melbourne and Collingwood. I think it's really, really tough to pick this one. I'm going to. I'm gonna pick Collingwood because I don't I'd probably trust them more than I do Melbourne. Um Frio and Carlton. Prio, I think uh I think I think Carlton will win that game. That's just that's just a normal tip of mine. I think Frio are pretty good. Carlton have been pretty good over there as well. And then I think it's about time Carlton stood up. Uh the dogs and the crows. Um we were we were saying before, lads. We're asking if Adelaide would have a win. So look, I'm just going to throw my neck gonna. out there.
1: You're not gonna, surely not. I'm going to
2: throw my neck out there. The white uh, upset is for the crows to beat the doggies. Up <laughs> yeah. the it
1: upset, mate. It. Sorry, um, speaking, speaking of upsets, we've got a, a, a listener jumping hey. in. And I think this is this is more so for you. The other day when D Fish didn't rate your your upset tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. He's, been, yeah, he's very had you. He's had you in the gun for a long time. Especially when he's finally off his L plates, and we let him come into this in 2028, that he will hook into you for that. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be. I'll be. I, I was keeping that in mind going through my tips. I wasn't going to go out there with a, with a completely outlandish upset like I've been known to in the past, Daniel. Um. Uh, what else have we got? Hang on. Um. So.
1: Melbourne, yeah, with Dockers, do you, Carlton. No,
2: nah, yeah, St Kittles should beat Essendon. West Coast should beat Hawthorne. And Richmond should beat the Suns. There you go.
1: Which was – sorry, mate. Which is your – your upset was Adelaide, wasn't it? Yeah, and his short thing was the Giants. was the Giants. Wonderful. Philip
0: Yeah, I'll go the Giants uh, to roll Sydney. There's going to be 22 council murder in that game and they will be all GWS players. Uh, Port Adelaide to account for um, uh, Geelong. Brisbane will make easy work of North Melbourne. Uh, In fact, I will make that my short thing, Brisbane, to roll North Melbourne. Um, Melbourne v Collingwood, I'll I'll probably like you, mate, uh, more a a heart than a hit decision here, Uh, hoping the Ds can uh, get up and roll a Collingwood that's doing it a little bit tough at the moment with injuries. Um, Fremantle v Carlson. Uh, I'll go Carlson. Um, Western Bulldogs will beat Adelaide. St Kilda will account for Essendon. Um, Eagles will roll um, Hawthorne. And my upset, oh, just, for
1: here, nice. Fish, just for you here, D-Fish,
0: just for you, D-Fish, my really upset nice. is um, the Gold Coast Suns to somehow just pull a victory out and uh, roll the Tigers. At home
1: in Queensland.
0: At home in Queensland, why the hell
1: not? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. Mm. Yeah, I'm upset with you, Phil, because I was going to take that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll <laughs> <laughs> roll on. That's, that's uh, the way you go
2: third, mate. Uh,
1: yeah, that's, yeah, I'm first next week. Don't worry about it. Uh, the Giants will out for the Swans in WA. My sure thing will be for Port Adelaide to beat the Geelong Cats. Jeremy, I know that hurts you, but that's my sure thing. Um, wow. North, Melbourne over, North Melbourne over Brisbane. Brisbane will get the job done at home. Jeez, uh, can I make this tip after Collingwood played tonight? Seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> Collingwood beat Melbourne. Uh, Carlton should beat the Dockers, even though it's in Perth. The Bulldogs will take the Crows out of the picture. I'm going to go out there on a limb and call my upset uh, Essendon to beat St Kilda.
0: Ooh, that's very oh, that's an interesting one.
1: Just off that's the back easy. of St Kilda's form. It's probably the most Barney. realistic
0: upset that we've got this week. Is there one brewing at the
2: moment, boys? Is there an upset brewing? What's the score? Uh, 13 um, to 6. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10.
0: Adelaide's a goal up, but they are playing some good footy at the moment. Nice Look little out. goal by uh, 18 for Adelaide. Is that McAdam? McAdams, uh, number not 18,
1: Paddley? Sure. No, not sure. Not, not sure, sure, but he
0: just kicked a not nice good. little goal
1: around the body. So, um... uh, Very good. We'll run through the rest. Uh, the Eagles will put Hawthorne to the sword in WA and the Gold Coast Suns, are, I'm going to tip to beat Richmond. Now, having said the Gold Coast Suns to beat Richmond, we've got a little bit of a blow-up here in the comments. And, look, let's be honest, it wasn't unexpected. Dan Fisher says the following. He says, you're joking. <laughs> Brisbane don't lose at the Gabba. Richmond haven't lost at the Gabba since 1947. Facepalm, and Mateo. So make from that what you will. But I don't think <laughs> Fish is very happy with that.
2: Do you think he's? Uh, you think Dan, Dan Fish has thrown his um, Mr. Mushroom and, and and Princess out of the cot? <laughs>
1: The the Cooper Trooper has gone up against the wall, I think.
2: Yeah, he's thrown it out. He's he's
1: cracked the shit, no fish. He has. Now, Oshie has come out and said he's driving home, so apologies that he hasn't been as uh, interactive as what he would have liked. But here's a question that he did throw out, boys, and we we have gone through this a couple of times throughout this season. Uh, Looking at where we're at now, talk to us about who you're going to tip. If you've got one, pick a team each. Who's going to take the flag home this year? I think.
2: Port convinced me the other day that, they, that they're
0: that they capable of it. Yeah. Uh, just before that, uh, 18 for Adelaide's Tyson Stengel. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'd be Port Adelaide for me. They just seem to be the informed team at the moment. Yeah. Yeah,
1: look, I'm not going to... Buck the trend. I'm going to say it's going to be a Port and Brisbane grand final, and I think Port are going to uh, overrun them in the end. That's my tip. Well,
2: there we go. A replay of the 2004,
1: mate. Be very interesting, right. but I don't think the the Brisbane team coming up is very anything good. but a shadow of the, the the triple premiership team that played in the early 2000s. Well, have we got any more mm.
2: questions? Or is everyone, or is everyone too excited with Adelaide and Collingwood?
1: Oh I think everyone's excited to watch Adelaide Collingwood. We've we've dried up a little bit here but it has been quite good and I think with a little bit more promotion this was sort of thrown together uh last minute by us today yeah, it's and apologies. It, yeah, I think
2: what, what... I, a lot <laughs> Sorry,
1: I just got distracted by what Phil was doing with his mouth then. It was um very interesting. Very sure, very
2: interesting. working the mouth and the phones at the same time. You, you're not you're not um you're not
1: Look at him. He's got no <laughs> idea. He doesn't even know we're talking about him. What are you doing, Phil?
0: Hello, Philip. I'm listening to you guys. I'm also just checking some stats. Oh, oh some yeah. stats. So, stats. Yeah, hey, I
2: see. Right. yeah. Yes. Check those stats, Philip. Um, yeah. Also, also uh, tell us about... Uh, I am checking these stats. Your, on. Tell us about your pizza delivery the other night, Philip. Was there a bit of a balls up there?
0: Yeah, there was so so before the um before the frigging North Melbourne Melbourne game on uh, th- Thursday night, whenever it was, whenever we played, right?
2: all right how frigging rude is this? Sorry. I I'll, um,
0: I'll
2: go to well, you 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 put this you put this picture out. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit with my feet up in a bottle of red, and and
0: order in a pizza and watch my D's play. Yep. yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I've yep. got the red wine at the ready. Uh, the pizza's on route, TV's all tuned in to 504, life is grand. I'm checking the Uber Uber dude's name, you know, Matesh or whatever it was, and bloody, he's on the map. And, and where I live, it says a certain road, but if you keep following that road, I'm actually technically on a, a corner, so people always go down the service road. He goes down the bloody service road, calls me up and says, oh, I'm, I'm here, brother. I'm like, well, you're not, mate. Like where's me pizza? It's almost getting the game time. I need me pizza to complement my red wine here. And uh, so I've walked out the front of my house, gone around the corner. Here he is, about six houses down the other bloody end of the road. <laughs> so I'm like waving to him, screaming on the phone, going, "I'm down here, mate. I'm down here." So then he fangs it down, winds down the passenger side window, and just passes me pizza out that way. Goes, there you go, brother. Have a good night. So he did not get a he did not get a good Uber Eats review, and you know, boys, I've even been inclined to tip people sometimes. Well, he didn't get a fucking tip either. Let me give you the tip. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing.
2: Speaking of tipping, speaking of tipping, Phil, have you had to have you had to hire some cleaners in to clean your couch after you spilled some red wine on it?
0: <laughs> yeah. So also as well, when I was watching the game, obviously early in the first quarter, uh, Melbourne weren't playing too well. I may have called Tom McDonald a uh, potato, uh, slapped my couch, and then was just sitting there watching the game and thought, "Gee, my uh, my legs a bit moist here," and realized that my wine glass had fallen out of the cup holder and I spilt red wine all over my couch. So then I had to feverishly uh, go and clean up the couch, but it's all good, Ooh, no stains. So
2: and, and uh, those up. of you, those of you who don't know Philip, he's a bit of a clean freak. Oh, Philip. So he uh, was yeah, a bit. <laughs> The strip the
0: the would have been palpitating through his earlobes. Uh, was, we, I was not happy because it was a
1: nice ball no, of red too. Not happy. Now, we have a few questions coming through, and I have it on good authority that one, Jeeve Lanes is about to jump into the broadcast. So we'll wait for Georgie to jump in because Georgie's always got something good to say. Um, so some of the questions that have come up, one stupid comment from he who shall go unnamed. Philip, look at the screen, not your phone. Come on, mate. I think it's... I think it's a fair point. Justin Martin will probably win the Norm Smith if Richmond don't play. We know that.
2: Yeah, because uh, because he'll get looked after and get votes, of course. But like
1: Correct. Now here is the serious question. If you're Hayden Kennedy, what is one instruction what is one instruction you'd send to your umpires to immediately correct the current game's interpretation? Now, my take on this is there's too many rules that are open to interpretation. And I've I've said this for the last two years of the podcast, boys. It is very hard to be an umpire in today's game and in today's age. Virtually impossible. It's virtually impossible. Now this isn't this isn't me defending the umpires or making excuses for them. It's just in my opinion a fact. It's very hard. So to answer your question, D fish, I don't think there is one instruction you can send to fix the game at the moment. I think it's probably more of a case of have a look at the rules throughout the off season and figure out which ones are open to interpretation and the ones that you're getting wrong the majority of the time and work on that to start with.
2: Yeah, agreement. fair call, fair call. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go to shifting gears mid-season, but I'm an advocate for getting rid of prior opportunity altogether. Um, yeah. And, and just it's it, players adjust to these things. So, uh, you know, you know how they kind of take the ball and they hold onto it and they're like, I know this is going to be a ball up, I'm going to hang on to it and we're going to get a stoppage here. If there isn't any of that, they're just going to try and move the ball on. Because they, they players adjust. They adjust to everything. So they'll first first few weeks they'll get caught with it, but uh, they'll learn. They'll learn a new way, and I, I believe that I believe that would get the ball moving a little bit, little bit more
0: quickly. Yeah, no. I'm all for getting rid of prior opportunity. Um, like you said, players adjust. Like players have already started to adjust with you know the rule uh, rule amendments that we've had this year where they, you know, see a ball, they scoop it in and try to push it into the player in the hope that that player will get pinged for holding the ball. So it um, doesn't matter what the rules are. There will be coaches and players out there that will try to manipulate it.
1: Absolutely. Another question's come through from our friend Daniel J on this one, Phil. You could probably take this one, being a Melbourne man. Yeah.
0: Um, Big Macs, it gets targeted a lot, uh, okay, and on the weekend – Uh, against Adelaide, so not the North game but the game before, he was singled out by a few um, uh, um, uh, North uh, uh, Adelaide players, sorry, one being Nick McHenry, like Mr No-Namer himself, like how about you actually stick to playing a game of football instead of knocking a bloke off behind the ball or away from the ball, your flog stick. And, of course, the other one was Tex Walker, which we wouldn't expect any more from him seeing he's been past it for the better part of 10 years. Um, but this has been happening and, and, you know, Max was carrying an injury in that game and uh, I didn't like what Adelaide did. I don't like that being done to any player. Considering Jake Carlisle got rubbed out or fined for doing the same thing to um, Jake Lloyd, I believe, how the Adelaide players got off with it absolutely astounded me and how at one stage there was an umpire right in front of the play, seeing it happen and did not award a free kick, which was uh, super disappointing. But even some Goodwins come out and said in the presser after the LA game that Max has been targeted for a long time now, and they keep going to the AFL saying when is he going to start to get some sort of protection? Because obviously the rules state that if it's off the ball and you're getting clobbered and bumped and all that sort of stuff, you shouldn't um, you you shouldn't be able to get away with that. And and you know the comment now. There was, I think it was McHenry, around 100 metres off the ball to hit him. How is that not a free kick to Max Gorn? We've got 15 bloody umpires on the field now. Surely one of them would have seen it. And he's not the only player that gets targeted. There's plenty out there. It's just that it's been highlighted on Big Max. Exactly. Gorn but it, it wasn't, you hit the nail on the head there. I don't, there isn't anything
2: that Max can do. There isn't anything that any player can do. If the umpire sees no. something like that. If the umpire, the umpire is there to, if they see something like that, to pay for a kick or penalise someone for doing it. So uh, there, isn't a, there isn't a single thing that players can do. All they, and
0: um, Max, Max should just take it as a compliment. Um,
2: 100%. And I see it as
0: if there was a directive that came from the coaching staff at Adelaide to target Max Scorn, then yeah, it really worked because Melbourne hurts you where it hurt the most. And that was on the fucking scoreboard. Exactly. If you think that targeting a bloke and punching and knocking him off the ball is going to help you get the four points, you've got rocks in your head, and it might explain why Adelaide is zip and ten if they're going into games with that mentality.
1: Oh, there's a, there's a on which I'm not going to pop up on the screen, but Daniel Fisher. It did make me laugh, boys. You can read that on the little chat window there, chaps. I'm not going to pop it up on the screen. We do, <laughs> like, we do like Dan being a little bit of a, uh, a different cat. So well done to you, Dan. Uh, Kay Jules is asking drinks menu. What's on the drinks menu post-COVID? Please advise drinks menu for post-lockdown gathering. Drinks menu. I'm assuming, Kay, you're talking about drinks here at my place, being the fact that I'm the procurer and producer of several drinks. Just let us know if that's what you're getting at. Um, Oshi yeah, says, no, the coke here. "Yeah, very good." Oshi says, "How do you guys rate young butters? And do Port have the most impressive youngsters?" Uh, highly, and yes, is the yeah, yes,
2: absolutely, they do. Yeah, we've discussed that before. Um, 100, yeah. Even Georgie Artis is a fantastic player, and he's 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 going to be in Port's borderline for a long time.
1: My boy okay. Dersmail gets mm. traded out, but no no doubt.
2: <laughs> anyway, they could, they could always trade
1: for uh, Adam Chera. Anyway. yeah. Mm. <laughs> how did he get over to Fremantle in our little... uh Sorry, how, yeah, how did, he, how did he move on in our little... Uh, he came to the Bulldogs, didn't he, Jez? Is that in our little yeah, trade? Yeah. Rocky yeah, yeah, yeah. Five for, for Adam Chera to the Bulldogs. That was very interesting. Yeah, well,
2: did great great, mismanagement uh, great there, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for
1: five there. Uh, now, our friend... Kaelin says, Clay, is your head cold, not wearing a beanie? Kaylen, I'll have you know, mate, when you've got intellect up here, it's, it's what keeps the brain warm, mate, because the brain never stops ticking over. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm pretty good. In our you
2: know, there's enough hot air in there to keep his head warm. So. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, pretty, pretty, he's pretty
1: much right. It's pretty much right. Righto, folks, we're going to start wrapping up soon. We're at uh, the one minute five mark. We'll probably push it out to one ten. I don't want to sit here and beg you for questions. If you've you've got no more to come through, that's perfectly fine. We will most likely do something like this every week until uh, we can gather in the traditional format. But uh, please, as always, jump in, join in, share, like view, comment, all that sort of stuff. Um, We don't get anything for this. We do this purely for the love of it. Um, our opinions are our own, and we make no apologies for them. And we really do appreciate you guys uh, getting on board, chaps. Anything to add?
2: Um, no, I, no, I don't yeah. even. I don't think I even have a, uh, a, a tune to go out with.
1: That's all right, mate. We probably don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> probably probably don't need to go out with a tune. Let me just check the the socials here and see if there's anything else that's come up I might have missed. We're starting to push down. Das Schumacher has made a comment somewhere.
0: Let's see what
1: he does. Of course he has. Are, oh. With the
0: Adelaide-Congwood match, Rory Laird's already up to 13 touches, and we just started the second quarter. He's already up to 13 touches. He's running at 85%. So uh, he's looking pretty red hot tonight, Rory Led. Mm-hmm. Probably Ooh. should have put him in my multi for 20-plus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well done.
1: Thank you, Kay. Good night <laughs> to you as well. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Kay. Are you still naked? I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, come on now. Keep it tidy. Uh, Oshie thinks that Rankin's <laughs> going to make his way over to Port Adelaide. I think you're dreaming, Oshie, but that's okay. You can all have dreams. Phil wants to see. I said to Oshie the other
2: night he'll look good in uh, in black and white and teal.
1: Black and white and teal with the original prison bars? Or we, no, we're not going to yeah. start that argument up, are we? No,
2: no, we can't.
1: Uh, very good. All right, well, if that is everything from the viewers out there, the three blokes No Clue will say thank you very much and we will get our ugly faces off your screens. Um, not really much more to do except for saying thank you and goodbye, chaps. Peace out.
0: Mm.
1: Well, that was good very eloquent of you, Jens. Yeah,
0: thank you. Oh, just to go out with something here, the great Tex Walker, Mr Hero himself, Four disposals at 50% and one behind. What a superstar he is, old Texan.
1: How does the Tex still get a games beyond me? Give
2: him another five-year contract.
1: Very good. All right, thank you very much once again from the Peeblocks No Clue. We really appreciate your support. We will catch up with you next time. Goodbye. Bye.